Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. What if you could be a superhero? Dave here from DC On Screen. If you love this show and you want to see it continue and thrive, please be sure to visit iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a five-star written review. The process is faster than a speeding bullet. You don't even have to wear tights or a cape. I mean, you can, if you're into that kind of thing. No judgment. What's important is that you tell the world what you like about the show and why you think they should be listening too. It really does go a long way in helping our show grow and expand, pushing us into more people's eye and ear holes. That was a weird way to put that. By the way, leaving a five-star written review gets you entered into a drawing to win a free DC trade paperback DVD or Blu-ray valued at $15 or less. One in ten will win and will be chosen through a true number generator on random.org. Think of it as our version of that antiquated sexist moment where the superhero saves the girl and she gives him a little jaw sugar. <laughs> Alright, begging is over. Time for a brand new episode of DC On Screen. Welcome in to DC On Screen, episode 321. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. Today we are getting super spoilery on Arrow 513, Spectre of the Gun, to recap. Uh, in the spirit of CW's flashbacks this week, we take a look at Renee to see what created the wild dog we've come to know. There's also a lot of talk about gun laws, but here's what happened. In the present, Oliver is faced with a gun rights dilemma as a madman infiltrates City Hall, killing several people and injuring many others. It comes to bear that his rage is over a gun registry bill that didn't get passed and the fact that his family was needlessly gunned down shortly after the bill died. In the wake of the City Hall incident, Mayor Queen has to spend his time tracking down this domestic terrorist while also talking with opposition city council members about how to draft a bill that will satisfy both sides of this debate. Team Arrow does track down the terrorist, but it's Mayor Queen who talks him down and submits him to custody. With the help of Renee, who has been appointed Assistant Deputy Mayor to Lance, Oliver works up a bill that apparently protects everyone's rights and opinions. In the flashbacks, we learn that Renee once had a wife and a young daughter, but the wife was a recovering addict who got in a little deep. After a returning, sorry, after returning with his daughter from a hockey game, Renee finds his wife held at gunpoint over a few hundred dollars of IOU drug money. Renee tries to get in the box with his gun in it and does, but the dying drug dealer kills his wife with an incidental blow. Having been dishonorably discharged, Renee isn't allowed a firearm, and in the aftermath of the event, his child is taken from him. He pleads with Child Protective, Cust uh, child protective Services, but to no avail. In the present, having learned of the situation, Curtis swears to help him get his daughter back. Meanwhile, Felicity is still using her illegally acquired database to... And Diggle uh, talks Dinah into getting a real apartment and putting some roots down. <laughs> yeah. Did you... Is This is new, right? It it came up um, before, like, LV14. I don't recall the show ever having a 14 rating. I didn't even notice. I, I don't... It, thing is, um, I'll, you know, I can just go back and watch a previous episode, but it, it struck me as, like, I'm not sure I've ever actually seen it get rated 14. I thought it was... I thought it usually gets rated a little below that. Mm. But... <clears throat> Maybe it was just um, too damn gunny. I loved early on in the episode 
Um, <laughs> Felicity says, and we're not talking about that ever again. And then just yeah. like the rest of the episode is just nothing but gun rights conversations. Like there's no way, no way the show didn't piss several people off this week. I uh, I thought they did a good job of being being on both sides of it. I know? know. I thought they did a good job of of um, kind of getting everybody's point across. But the problem is, it's a it's an issue some people feel so strongly about that. There's probably like a few, probably a few people hopped off the board and like ah, I don't even care anymore. Yeah, screw this. Um, best thing about this episode. It's just a very polarizing topic. It is a polarizing topic, but you know, uh, it does feel like one of those um. 1980s very special episodes um yeah just a little bit especially since here okay here's my first here's the thing i loved when curtis is talking to felicity and he's because uh, she's still like don't talk about this blah, blah, blah. and he's like you know there used to be a time or uh, he says uh people used to be able to talk about things and disagree and still respect each other afterward and he cites that as being what's wrong with this country. It's become impolitic to talk politics. And I love that. Yeah. That was so good. That was. Um, well, he told her there's nothing wrong with a little debate, healthy debate, Felicity. Him or Curtis, I can't remember. I think it's Curtis he's talking to here. Um, yeah. And she says, it's not healthy if it doesn't accomplish anything. And it's not going to accomplish anything. There, which is another fine point. I don't it's think actually, it's a fine point. It's actually a decent point in the in favor of never talking politics. I, I don't think it's a fine point because you never know, you know, what your point is going to change in someone else. Yeah. You never yeah. know what that person is going to go on and change, yeah. you know? Or you never know um, when you're going to enter enter one of these arguments and come out, you know, thinking differently yourself. Right. But that's, that, that point that people used to be able to talk about things and disagree and still respect each other afterwards. That was like my big shining moment in the, of the episode. Because yeah. that's, that's the way I feel. Like, I think social media has kind of destroyed that in a lot of ways. Like if you don't agree with every, like you know, you don't agree with me, you're Hitler. Yeah, it's gotten. No, you're uh, a child. You're a child. It's gotten very reactionary. <laughs> um, now the the thing that but really bothered me is there's an effect to all that's happening. By the way, it's kind of neat. But so what's that? There is a, a reason that's happening. It's kind of neat and kind of unprecedented. Like because the way humans communicated previously, based on geography, largely, and as we've gotten into the internet. Um, there's a new effect that's happened where you you communicate with whoever you want based on more ideology than geography. Mm-hmm. The problem is that now it creates these little circles. So you, mm-hmm. you get in this like bubble of other people that understand your ideology and it's, it, you don't, people are losing, kind of losing the ability to have that conversation. And, you know, like you used to work, work on an assembly line and work next to somebody that, you know, maybe had the opposite political thoughts as, as you, but you, you could talk and then you sat there and finished out the day together and said, have a good night. Yeah. We don't have that as much anymore. We're like atrophying yeah. that muscle. It's sad. Mm. It's probably going to be a very self-destructive tendency. My, it's my personal bet. Mm-hmm. So, um, my big problem with the episode, as much as I love that bit with Curtis, Curtis is the weak point of the episode for me because it feels like he just suddenly decided to start having a problem with guns. Because, like, pretty much every night he's running around with Wild Dog as Wild Dog is, like, shooting people with guns. Yeah, it almost seemed like he wanted to have that conversation more as sport. Like, he just wanted to talk about it to talk about it. <laughs> a little bit. You know, like, <laughs> he just wanted to, to have a debate because it's kind of fun to debate these things. And, like, Renee's way, it's way too deep for Renee. Um, mm-hmm. But, see, I like where they've gotten, uh, like, Renee and Curtis have awesome chemistry right now because they've, over the last few episodes, they've had these little, you know, humanizing moments between each other. Mm-hmm. Like when Curtis finally figures out what happened to him, like what happened to Renee's 
wife and daughter and everything. And mm-hmm. like he vows to help him see his kid again. And so help me, Curtis is going to help him find his kid again. I completely believe him. Oh, man. Yeah. Renee did a great job with that. I, a lot of these scenes, he did a wonderful job this week. But he really got to he me did. with the, like, I can get counseling. I just want to see my daughter. Yeah. And then that, like, stunned look on his face. Was, oh, please don't hang up. Uh, he got me this week, man. It was a good scene. Yeah, he was good. Um, Yeah, I, overall, though, I was impressed with this episode. Like, even, like, you know, Lance is like, yeah, well, uh, speaking as a cop, we we <laughs> wish some of these other people wouldn't have guns. And then, like, the other cop in the room kind of walks up. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked that they actually gave size to, to a lot of different people, even if Curtis's didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, God, even like uh, like Ollie talking to the councilwoman where she's pulling out abortion and freedom of speech, he's like, Wait, there are limitations on that. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Shut that right down. <laughs> I like this um, little... Um... I mean, I liked how he opened it up. It's like, you know, because you and I are going to sit in this office until we figure out a reasonable set of limitations that respects everyone's rights. And I thought, <laughs> good luck. You're going to defeat right. 200 years of civil unrest with a conversation. Go for it, bud. And apparently they do it. I don't Yeah, and then I, they come up with this, like, how. unicorn leaping over a leprechaun freaking legislation. Uh-huh. Yeah, no way. It's it's Yeah. This is one of those where we will never see any details of anything that just happened. No. There's <laughs> just no way. I liked everything leading up to that almost. Like, it, 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 I thought maybe it was going to be something like, we're going to make sure this, you know, we're going to figure this out. And then, like, maybe we hear about it over the next few episodes of them, like, still working on it. And then come back to it next season when they're still working on it. Or either that or kick Ollie out of office so he doesn't have to worry about it anymore. But he tried, yeah. at least. Yeah. No, no. They, no. I, I knew exactly that. how that was going to go down. Because there's no other way. They'd already, they'd, they had done this debate from... Uh, I got a lot of angles, definitely not every angle, but they definitely took on, um, they weren't myopic at all about it and they had to wrap it up. I mean, they had to wrap it up this episode. I think mm. they weren't, they weren't going to take gun debate into like a season, like a season arc, like a mini arc shouldn't be like gun control debates. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, I knew it was going to happen and I knew that you couldn't, you wouldn't be able to get any details cause it, you can pull all those viewpoints out. But if you gave us any details in the final thing, you'd have to be declaring which one you thought was right. Mm-hmm. And there's no way the show gets away with that. And it seemed like throughout the episode they were still going, they both have good points. Yeah. So. Because, <laughs> again, a show like this doesn't want to piss anybody off. No. Not for real. No. Um, I mean, as much as you can not piss someone off by having your good guys running around with, like, you know. <laughs> oh, wait, actually, I wrote, I wrote down exactly <laughs> how they phrase it. Um, no harder to buy, own, or carry, but doesn't hurt people trying to protect themselves. I was like, well, fucking that says nothing. But yeah, yeah I do. It, this, um, it's, he, this act, I do think is going to backfire on him. I think they're going to like find part of his arsenal is, um, is not covered by his own gun act. Mm, maybe. Lance will have to kind of like go after him, but not really. Or I guess Lance and Renee will have to go after him. By the way, Renee's got a new job. That's cool. Yeah, it is cool. I'm sort of like uh, against Curtis at the end of this thing where he's like, let's get your daughter back. I'm like, you think that's a good idea? <laughs> I mean, at least get him. He just had a, at least get him some visitation he's a, rights. He's had like a an illegal Glock sitting up there in the in the mayor's office there. Because like you, you know, <laughs> Daddy shoots people he, a lot these days. He runs around in the streets shooting people. Yeah. He got kidnapped for like three weeks that time and was like beaten up yeah. a lot, almost died like a okay. lot. 
all the time. Just visitation. Just visitation. And two things I love there at the end of the episode. Um, Lance tells him, I think this is a job for Oliver Queen. Mm-hmm. And it was cool. It was a good scene, him talking the guy down. Um, just just a good scene. Nothing else I can really put a pin on there. But mm-hmm. another aspect of this I love, back in that scene where he's saying, like, just I just want to see my daughter, he sees, like, early footage of the Arrow on TV, and that's what in, that's apparently what inspires him to go fight back. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not really early. It was of him killing Damien Dark. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I, forgot. I forgot we keep reusing that Damien Dark footage. But, like, yeah, that's a, that was apparently what inspired him. And uh, that, was, that was a neat tweet. Neat, good touch. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, Vigilante seemed pretty spry for having just been shot. You think there's a possibility he's not Adrian? Uh, nah, I think he's just plucky. Or do you think a- a Vigilante's a different guy? And Adrian has a wife here. Adrian's wife was in the hospital with him. Maybe they tag team or something? I mean, I'm I'm wondering if, like, Adrian's wife doesn't get shot down, the guy that was Vigilante, like, maybe they take him in. And all of his stuff is in, like... Oh, and he takes over the mantle? The evidence lockup, and he takes over the mantle, yeah. That could work. I, I just think right now he probably had... I just think he probably, like, took a painkiller and went out and did one quick little scene and got back in. Maybe. What does he tell him? Like, I'm just you with better weapons? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Oh, um, sorry. I couldn't read my own note there for a second. It's Oliver in the press conference when they're asking questions about, like, don't you think you owe the families an answer? And he says... Uh, I do owe it to them. I don't owe it to any of you. And walks off. Yeah. I loved Thea this episode, how annoyed she was with Oliver. Just like, oh, man, really? (laughs) Okay. Oh, oh, he's got a job now here. Okay, cool. Uh, And you're sleeping with who? Uh, (laughs) Why? Why? Oh, um, (laughs) you know, they've been working with um, Dinah and... um, you know, Dinah and Diggle have been been talking. Um, yeah, and Dinah's got this little line in there. I, I forget what they're even talking about, but she's she's talking to John and she says like it's just stupid. And John, like she doesn't want to tell him something. It's like just stupid. And he tells her, Dinah, I work with Oliver Queen. Please try me. Uh huh. That was fun. Yeah. Those two have uh, those two have been fun on screen. Like fun enough on screen that I kind of keep forgetting he is a family. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, that's right. I'm sure they're not setting that up. Never mind. Yep. Yep. I had that reaction. Also had that reaction when he was hanging out with uh, Renee, though. So I was like, "Oh, kiss him!" Oh no, wait. <laughs> wait, whole family, whole family back there. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> Nary you mind. So, uh, a Bertinelli got killed. I think this episode. I'm not sure how that went. There was like a Bertinelli name drop. Yeah, they they name dropped a Bertinelli, which makes me feel like they're they're angling for Helena to come back. That just seems like we would have seen that show up somewhere. Somewhere in the news. I mean, they could. They're not done filming. Got plenty of time. Well, they did mention it a few weeks ago with TV line. Yeah. Guggenheim said they were always looking for a way to bring her back. Yeah. And they they just left her kind of hanging there. I mean, there's no reason she can't come back. I did like her. I wouldn't mind seeing her again. Yeah. Um, I only had one question really left. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to see how how this scene appeared to you. But okay. The scene with Renee's uh, Renee and his wife, the the tragic uh, accidental death, really. Mm-hmm. Is is Renee's argument that if he had been lit, if he had had a firearm like a sidearm right then, that he would have been able to drop the guy, and there wouldn't I think have been that, that was extra the argument, shot? Yeah, because I mean he does get to his gun and he does you know get in get in the you know military style position, drops the guy, but then that like when the guy's arm falls, there's a discharge, and that's what actually kills his wife. So, I mean, so is, mm-hmm. is he just thinking if he'd had his sidearm on him like he wanted, mm-hmm. 
could just drew faster think, and killed him. Yeah, which is true. I think that's what. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, he should be able to outdraw you know your average drug dealer. That I believe that was his argument. Yeah. Okay. Because it just looked like a more of a an accidental death than anything else in some way. Mm-hmm. Tragic scene though. Did he always have those scars? I don't know. Did he have them in the flashback? He had them in the flashback. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I would assume he'd have to. Um, we still haven't seen him get uh, discharged, though, so I'm assuming that's going to be a flashback at some point. Oh, yeah. And I'm getting interested in his flashbacks now. Yeah. There's a, I'm, uh, a lot of story on Wild Dog, apparently. It's not like, you, it's not like you can do flashbacks of Curtis. <laughs> like, that, that, that time he was an <laughs> Olympian, or that time he was highly lauded academically, or... Right. Flashback, it seems like in his previous life, like before he really got into this, it seems like a flashback for him would be like going to his favorite restaurant and they were out of his favorite item. <laughs> they totally should do that episode. <laughs> it's like they just, mood, you know, like all moody flashback and he goes and sits down. He's <laughs> like, y'all have the, the Caprice, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm sorry, we're out of that. The Caprice flatbread. And he's like, I'm sorry, sir, we're out of that tonight. Oh, yeah. whoosh. <laughs> they cut to another scene it's like him in his laundry room and he pulls something out of his dryer and, and looks at it in, in astonishment and goes I didn't put it on delicate it's ruined <laughs> this is my favorite sweater drops to his knees how did I not put it on delicate Paul just walks in dude um, you can buy another yeah, one be, uh, oh you're right okay I'd be down for that and you know what if this was if these guys were like Whedon Whedon and company like uh, we, we could totally see that episode that would, yeah that like, I, that episode would happen and the whole thing would be like oh, a, a nice, it would be a funny episode where at the very end you saw how much you had changed. Or like you'd do that as part mm-hmm. of the, the first half of the episode would be kind of front loaded with those little jokes. And then the second half of the episode would be the, when the reaction really kicks in, there'd be like some moment, whatever happens, where Mr. Terrific has to, you know, put on his mean face and save the day and really kick some ass. And like mm-hmm. not leave the, not leave the field of battle being kind of the guy who got saved that day. Yeah. Or at the very least, you know, fight some small group of people while in the background team arrow was saving the world yeah yeah oh that that see that's something they would do on uh in in a Whedon verse easily is like oh, they you, did. you would see team arrow in the background like de- disarming a bomb and in the foreground and the real focus of the scene would just be like terrific versus one henchman i mean they literally did that with xander yeah like oh, it no. was like Zap- i don't remember who xander was fighting zeppo yeah it was just like xander fighting like two people and then in the background you see like tentacles and team and the scoobies like fighting axes and stuff (laughs) they get to the end of the episode and like if i remember in that when they get to the end of the episode and everyone's sitting around in like his magic shop or the library wherever they are now and uh they're like Uh this is the greatest fight of our lives they're looking at like uh looking at um giles and was like i don't even know how you did that i don't know i don't know where it came from like they're just these cryptic mentions (laughs) of like the greatest performance of human uh, a championing uh, spirit that has ever been performed. And um, Xander's like, I beat up a guy. So you take out that guy. <laughs> but you know, the important part of that episode is like, he leaves and he doesn't leave feeling diminished at all by what they did. He leaves like, no, I did my thing. I beat up my guy. I did my job. Fuck yeah. I'm, I'm good. Right. I'm happy. <laughs> I was part of the team. I did my part. Good. Anyway, yeah, they could do that. Oh, so I'd good. love to see him do that with Mr. Terrific. Like they, they, take out like 20 guys and he takes out his one guy but he's like eh, but i didn't get my ass kicked this week and you know if anything renee would come over there and be like man i'm proud of you like he had, after knocking out three people and shooting two more be like man i'm proud of you good job 
Thump, thump. Yeah. Pops one more guy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, this is a pretty heavy episode this week. Nice. I, you know, it was even, you know, pretty rough when he tells the dude, the gunman guy, he's like, "Your family was killed by someone who who purchased guns illegally." Yeah, just like oh, <laughs> has man. nothing to do with the bill. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was a good scene. I didn't even bother writing anything down. Like I didn't bother bother writing a quote. I was just like, man, that's that's just solid. That whole thing is just solid. Yeah, it has its, it has its issues, has its problems, but uh, I did love Thea kind of coming back and going, "Oh my god, I should not have left." Yeah, just should not have left. That was maybe one of my favorite like side bits in the episode. I feel like she just like got home from work that day and had a couple drinks and thought, "I'm never going to be able to leave these kids home again." I think it worked out fine. Oh, it'll it'll be fine. It'll be fine, but you know. Anyway. That's gonna do it. Uh, pretty good episode. Sometimes not a great episode. You know, I think this may have been the best and worst episode of the season at the same time. Somehow, um. I, I, I liked it. <laughs> I didn't think it really had any true weak spots. Um, if anything, I'm. This is what I've been lobbying for. I've been, and oddly enough, they didn't really do it with Ollie himself. Uh, but in, you know, in the, in the books, Ollie was very, very, very liberal. Yeah. And uh, they usually have him argue with um hawkman who's very 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 conservative mm-hmm. <laughs> and the justice league would all stand around going oh god won't you two please shut the hell up <laughs> and uh and we have felicity playing that role this week and yeah. uh and curtis and, and renee going at it so i don't know i thought it was fun it was a step in the in that direction and uh i don't know i'm just i'm Interested to see where, where Arrow is going to continue to go because they've been good this season. Yeah, has been absolutely solid. Like, I'm, what are we on episode? Uh, what what number? What number was this? Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. What did they give us? Another uh, nine? I want to say it's a, yeah. I want to say it was a twenty-two episode season. Probably. Yeah, I'll take that. I'm never sure. I'll take that. It'll be another nine-ish. I'm ex- I'm excited. Now, yeah. beware though. Weren't we still excited about Dark about this time last year? Probably. Because there was like a moment somewhere in the back half of the season we kind of kept going, all right, hold on now. What are you doing? Because mm-hmm. it, it, it seemed to be good. And then they like lost control of what he's, of what Dark could do. They, they were no longer in control of his powers. Yeah, they didn't stick the landing. They did not stick the landing. <laughs> but they stuck Dark. <laughs> they did. They did. And Laurel. And Laurel. <laughs> I mean, that's not funny. No Laurel, no Arrow. Hashtag. Yeah, I know. They're out there. We're hoping Dino will win you over. <laughs> anyway, we are DC On Screen. You can find every episode at DCOnScreen.com. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Proud members of the Giant Size Team Up Network, GiantSizeTeamUp.com. We're going to be coming back uh, a couple days with uh, a whole bunch of news. Um, <laughs> the Batman movie has flip-flopped again. Matt Reeves is not going di- to direct. <laughs> Yeah, we told you guys last week that it was early talks. Everyone was reporting yes. We were reporting mm, probably not. I mean, early talks. I mean, we even said but, eh, probably, but it's not there yet. Yep. Yeah. But uh, so until those episodes drop, keep some DC on your screen. Better. 
Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender. First Commonwealth Bank. Member FDIC.